You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm sick, sick, this, 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 the real deal. And you know I got a shout out to Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max. Sit back and relax. This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast. Let's go. Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, and it's being served up to you live by Picasso's Pizza on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast network. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide, order online at picassopizza.net. I'm your host, Colt Schroeder. If this is your first time catching the show, thanks for stopping by. If you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, welcome home. What an exciting time to be part of the Bills Mafia. Camp's coming to a close. We're getting Bills football real action on Saturday against another opponent. It's an exciting time. This team is getting hyped up everywhere as we look. The depth chart came out. New guys are signing where we got some guys back. Some guys are getting back from injury. There's a lot of things going on. So we're going to finish out with a little camp chatter. And then last week I had Ryan Thomas on and we chatted up the offensive line, the quarterbacks. And this week we're going to move into the skill positions. The depth chart came out. There were some interesting pieces on there. I thought I'm curious to hear what you folks have to say. So if you're watching the show live, make sure you guys join in. Let me know what you're thinking in the chat. But before we uh, do, go ahead and hit that. We do every week like to start out by highlighting a charity. So this week, it's going to be a little bit different um, because it's a charity that I think mostly everybody already knows or knows about. Um, we're going to kind of chat about the Patricia Allen Fund a little bit. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because the folks, uh, partners of the show here uh, and friends of the show over at Encore Golf uh, donated a couple dozen Josh Allen Bills Mafia golf balls uh, to hand out as a giveaway uh, for a little shout out that they want everybody in Mills, Bills Mafia land to know that if you do purchase a Josh Allen uh, Bills Mafia golf ball, uh, any one of them, and you know, any point in time, they are donating $5 of every purchase to the fund, right? So, uh, for all those that you that golf, um, come and get your balls. You'll see the link uh, down in the description. Uh, it's just go in there, sign up. Uh, we're giving away a couple dozen going to hand them out next Thursday on the show. So just go ahead down there. You'll see the link sign in, share it out. The more you share it to everybody, uh, the more action it's going to get, the more entries you get. <laughs> 
So very cool. Uh, really appreciate them handing that stuff out. And they're long-term going to be doing this. This isn't just like this week, next week. This is a long-term thing that they're uh, committed to doing as long as the fun's around and they're around and the golf ball's around. And we know everybody loses balls left and right, right? So come and get those free, free golf balls. Speaking of the giveaway, last week we had to give away, we gave away a couple preseason tickets. I want to shout out Joseph Curtis. Uh, he was the winner this week. Joseph and, uh, and I have uh, been chatting already. We've got the tickets uh, shipped off to him already. So I appreciate everybody that uh, joined the giveaway last week for the tickets. Uh, keep your eyes out. We're going to be uh, keeping them coming throughout the season. Got a lot of folks that like to give away, uh, you know, good gear and uh, other things throughout the season. So make sure you guys are checking those things out, getting yourself involved and sharing them around. Looks like Levi's in the house. We're pumped to start the season. Yeah, I mean, this is absurd. The energy level is just, you you see it too. Like everybody looking at all these pictures at camp, you know, you're watching all the videos. The energy level is out of control there, right? You can just feel it. I mean, when Josh Allen's running around, having a good time, I, I tweeted earlier this week. It's like, I just love watching this team. They're just engaged with each other. They're having a good time with each other. It's like, it's not something we've ever been accustomed to as Bill's Mafia private, but you know, previously to this and private previously to this. So uh, super excited about what's taking place. Uh, I was going to have a guest on tonight, but uh, apparently Metallica's in town. So I'm competing with them right now. So it's a hard uh, crew to hand, you know, stand up against, I guess, you know, in Metallica or whatever, but. There's our guy, Joseph's in the house. Thanks, Joseph, for stopping by. Appreciate you entering. Hope you enjoy the game this weekend, man. So let's get into it. Uh, I mean, camp brought some exciting things this week. It's coming to an end. Um, I just saw here a little bit, a bit ago before I hopped on. Hoyer was working with the coaches a bit on the side. I mean, he's obviously banged up. He's still in the sleeve. Got Daniel in the house. What's up, Daniel? Thanks for stopping by, man. So he's in the sleeve still. You know, this is a long-term thing, but each and every week, I do like the chat Poyer because that deal never got signed before the injury. So it just makes you wonder how long this lingers, what this looks like long-term, you know, for Poyer. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, hopefully he's back here soon, you know, before the season and everything's good to go. But this is an interesting situation, but he's back moving around. Saffold's back this week. Uh, really like this, you know, and I don't know if uh, everybody saw this, but a kind of first team rollout the other day, Dawkins, Saffold, Morris, Bates Brown. If that's the offensive line, I'm hundred percent. Okay. With that. I think that that can be a very dominant offensive line, but we chatted about them last week. We'll move, we'll move forward, but I'm happy to see Saffold's back in action. And I, I really think that he's going to be just a massive piece to this puzzle. Uh, much like Mongo kind of brought that initial vibe of, we need to turn our mentality around. We've done that now. Now we need to take it like to another level. And this is the guy that's going to help us do it. Yeah, Heather's in the house. Yeah, I saw this too. Uh, last day of practice, they said things got heated again, right? So uh, it, it's exciting. I mean, this is this is so much fun, right? I mean, like who's not pumped about what's taking place? We got a winner or, you know, perceived winner. And I think we're going to be a super competitive team if we don't get all the way. Everybody's going to be stunned, right? We're a competitive team. So also, which was a phenomenal news, I thought, you know, because this team doesn't use the fullback a lot. But Reggie Gilliam gets the extension. Uh, this this is a nice piece signing to me. Uh, Well-deserved. The story, I'm sure most Bills Mafia knows it. You know, he's just that guy. He's worked hard. He's getting what he deserves, I believe, right? Um, it, this feels very much like Saran Neal-esque to me. He's that type of player just on the offensive side of the ball. But he's not necessarily being signed to be the fullback, right? Like, he's not that 
piece, I wouldn't say. Um, he's the piece of special teams. And if you go, if you're a stat person, you can go and look that stuff up. But he was very good on special teams. Uh, so that's a super incredible piece um, to sign. I really love that he is just a super nice guy, right? And that he's working to find his role because that's what it's going to take for a lot of players on this team to make it, right? you got to find your role and it's not typically going to be a role that you're used to doing necessarily. It's Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up good guy too, right? I think this is starting to run across the board with like every player that's in Buffalo. You know, the process has proven to us that McDermott and Bean find high quality individuals that fit the mentality of the city, the community, and what they want to be moving forward, most importantly, right? So super pumped for that signing. Uh, this team is just, it's its just getting more and more fun to be like, we're that much closer because these new pieces, we haven't got to see them yet. There's a lot of new pieces. I mean, a lot of people kind of, I think are talking like, this is the same team, but this, this really is a lot of different pieces. I think it's just, it's not as worried about because of the quality of pieces that we got to bring in this time around. And that's not something we're used to, but I'm sure everybody saw the depth chart, right? The first one I have kind of mixed emotions about the first one. Cause I think it can be used in certain ways. Um, do I think it holds true to what's actually taking place? Probably not, but I think you use it as a kind of like, Hey, I've got this young guy that's really shining for me right now. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put him in a certain spot, excuse me, in the depth chart and see if he can play to that level and stay there, right? You put the pressure on them now that they see it, it's in their head, or you move somebody down that's maybe a, a veteranish player that you're trying to get a little more out of, right? So I, I think there's a little misinterpreting that can be done with this first one that comes out. But there was a couple pieces that kind of stood out to me and I uh, let's see what Daniel's got here real quick before we move on. Give him, yeah. Full. I tell you, he's special. He he's the versatility. The versatility is a hundred percent spot on, you know, that we're looking for that. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying like, you got to find your role, like you, your role might be six things, right. And you might have to be that guy, like the ultimate gadget guy. If you look at all the guys we brought in on the line, they're guys that can move around, right. You, we're, this team is constantly looking for guys that can move. Let's see what we got here. First step chart is to throw the league off, right? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of play in it. Yep, Jason Taylor's in the house. You know, take the initial depth chart with a grain of salt. Daniel, motivational tools, right? Yep, I agree with all those things. I think that part of this is to say, and, and maybe it's perfectly so, and we'll get into it as we touch on some of these guys, but it, I think there's misleading things that are taking place, but it's still exciting to see it, right? Because it's like, it's coming. It's official, right? And it, And you now get to see that, this is happening for us. So first group up running back. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, doubt. RB one uh, is, well, we can't say Josh Allen cause he's QB one, but uh, you guys know what I mean? RB one Singletary motor. I, the way he finished the season, uh, if he's not coming in doing anything greatly different in camp, then I don't see any reason that he is not the number one running back and he's deserving of it. And he should have the opportunity to prove that he is the guy until somebody else knocks him off or he just can't prove he's the guy. Uh, anybody dispute that out there? I mean, he's there's, I, I wouldn't say that there's anybody else on the roster that I would hundred percent just be like, yeah, he's better than motor. Right. I don't, maybe somebody out there, you guys can throw that in the chat if you disagree with me on that. But I just I feel like there's no clear separation. And until he proves me wrong or can't hold uphold what we need him to uphold, he's the guy. Uh, Moss, 
if you go to the Bills Jep chart, uh, you know, on their absolute website, Moss is two. And then there's Cook. This is interesting. At three, there's Cook and Jones. They've got them both listed at three. And then they've got Johnson and Blackshear both listed at four. Right. So uh, that that's a, a little interesting. I, I don't think you can read too much into that, like that Cook and Jones are fighting for the number three running back necessarily. Um, but that Reggie Gilliam signing to me uh, shed some concern to Jones now because we are, he's always been that special teams role. And I think he could do that again. But now that you've got guys like Gilliam, Neil, and you're, you're continuing to find more and more of these guys uh, at some point, does the youth shift and you keep a guy around like cook and then you we're obviously keeping cook, but you keep Johnson around maybe or Blackshear around instead of Jones, because they're, they're just their youth. Right. I mean, so let's see what's everybody got to say. Jason Motors RB1 this year anyway. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I don't see any reason you wouldn't be be the man. You have to beat the man, right? And and Motors the man. He is. I mean, I, you can't dispute that. And they showed that at the end of the season, right? They they really started kind of feeding him. Things started looking better. I mean, that was offensive line related as well. But he's the guy. You know, I, I he's going to have a good season. I I think he is going to have that season that is going to be enough that he becomes the guy for the next few years Uh, because he's one of those, he's one of those players where unless he does something ungodly this season, which our offense doesn't necessarily allow for that, then he's not going to be super expensive. Right. And so I I think that is definitely going to come into consideration, especially with trying to sign three other high profile players that I would put above him in Poyer Edmonds and Knox. Right. You know, so you got to look at those things, but depth chart wise, this makes sense. Uh, I, I could see maybe putting cook above Moss, you know, just to kind of ruffle his feathers, but everything I'm hearing out of camp is he looks pretty good. Um, uh, he's not doing anything that is turning them away from him at this point. Um, I do believe that looking at this first step chart, I do believe that Bean and McDermott believe in the guys that have been part of the team for the past couple seasons, more than more than guys that they're bringing in, or at least they want to give them a hundred percent opportunity to prove that they should be there. Right. Is kind of what I, what I'm thinking. Let's see. Levi's in the house. He's got not on the roster, but I still think he is. Yeah. It's, he's not the number one. Uh, when it gets to the goal line carries, he might not be the first name called. That's for sure. Contract year. Yeah. You, t- you tend to get the best of a player, right. Uh, and, and he's in a perfect situation high powered offense. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good move for him. I think Blackshear will at best be on practice squad. Yeah. He's a young guy. Um, it's just going to be a matter for me is, is Jones. I, I, last year I kind of had feelings about him not making the roster this year, a year older. And with some other, some of the other pieces, uh, it might just be time. I mean, Duke Johnson's a player that's got experience and he's younger um, injuries. I get it. So there might just be time to make a move there is all. So, Let's see here. Can Moss survive all this? This is what I'm most con- like kind of curious with is can he come in and be really good in a limited role? Because I don't see him getting a big role, right? Because we're we're all agreeing motors the guy. Cook is going to be more of the pass guy. Um, you know, so that leaves Moss kind of, I guess, is more of the bruiser like goal line kind of guy. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if he can survive this is in what he's going to do for this team. I don't think he's going anywhere, but it, it's going to be really interesting to see what his value is for this roster. And if there's not a lot of value, like we've been talking about, 
you, you, you could be in trouble, right? Like, I mean, it's, I don't think it's this season, but there's clearly going to be movement in this running back room in the future. So uh, I think most everybody that's hanging out with me right now is in agreement uh, where we stand on the running backs. This next group, the wide receivers, right? This is, I love this group when you think about it, right? And you're just thinking to yourself, you're like, okay, it's Diggs. Davis is going to blow up. McKenzie's looking good. We got Crowder, you know, and you start thinking about it when you actually see all the names on paper. Uh, I, and I'm going to throw this up real quick before we move on. Cause I agree with this. Uh, preseason games will be important for Moss. Absolutely. Uh, he's going to have to show that he, you know, he is, he is still worthy of being where he is. Right. But the wide receivers for me, like I read, I read the depth chart. And I immediately was kind of like, oh, wait a second. Where's where's all the depth at the wide receiver position, right? Like I know, coming into the season, there was a lot of chatter about this. And I, I kind of blindly was moving passive because I believe in the guys on the roster. But when you actually look at the names written down and you put them in like a pecking order and you start looking if if one goes down, who would fill in behind them? We need some big seasons out of some guys is essentially what I'm looking at here. Like if somebody goes down, we're asking guys that have not done much to step up. Uh, so first, what I saw, you got Diggs, Kumaro, and Gentry, right? So Kumaro has been around, but that's not Stefan Diggs, right? So that's a big, big drop from there. So then you got the other side, you've got Davis, and then we have Hodgins listed as two. Now this could be a hundred percent just a, uh, it's time to really figure out if he's going to be able to make it. So they're giving him that opportunity, hearing very positive things about him out of camp. He's making plays. So maybe he is ready coming out of college. I had high hopes for him. He was one of the best pass catchers coming out of college that season. He was actually more highly rated than Gabe Davis was. So this was a really good football player in college. Who's been injury prone so far and hasn't had a real shot. So if this is his shot, that's great. And I'm happy that it's working out because we want to draft and grow, right? That's what we do. We want to draft and grow. But when you think about that, like if Davis, Davis goes down, he's the number, he's the guy coming next. Like that, we haven't really seen that yet, right? So then you go slot, McKenzie. He's flying to the moon this camp, right? We are hearing nothing but awesome things about him and how he's stepping up. He's filling the role, whether he's, Crowder's been out. So I think he truly is in holding the slot position right now. Um, but like now Crowder's behind him. And then besides that, you're talking, you're talking rookies or unproven players. A hundred percent. That's I, I mean, I was not worried about this at all. And I understand there'll be tons of veteran guys out there, right? You'll be able to go out and find players. If you need players at this position, but that's, that's kind of an interesting, when you look at it on paper, let's see what a couple of people are throwing in. All the depth is in the slot wide receiver role, no depth outside. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would kind of agree with that with, with the way that I just labeled things. Bound receiver depth is thin, but it seems to be enough, right? So, and and I, I'm, I'm agreeing with that because I trust Bean and I trust McDermott, right? So I feel like if they didn't feel like they needed to go out and do more than that, then one, they have confidence in their training staff, you know, in their doctors, in their, you know, their strength and conditioning that their players can make it through the whole season. But two, they believe their eyes and their eyes are telling them that these, these guys are enough to do it. Now we talk about receiver, right? We got cook. We got, we brought in OJ Howard. So, so there's different sets you can kind of move to, right? So there's other, other ways you can work around this, but 
like when I just started reading it on paper, it it kind of threw me off a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a second. Um, okay. <laughs> like, um, okay. But yeah, here's a good point. Really, the depth is no different than last year. I mean, that's, that's, I, I would agree with that to an extent, except for I felt much more comfortable with like Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis, um, you know, Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie, um, you know, so there was, there was a little more comfort with the depth there uh, for me, at least. Right. Uh, this is, this is what I was hoping somebody would say, because I've been loving Crowder all season off season. And I think he will play an important role. But this is why I think he's the important player that will stick around. Thank you, Daniel, for saying this. He can play inside and outside, and he does have the build, I believe, to actually be successful out there. That's why when he came in, my immediate thoughts were that's what's going to take place. He's he's not necessarily here to be the slot guy, right? He's here to be, if Isaiah doesn't pan out, he can be the slot guy. If for some reason something happens to Gabe or it doesn't work, Gabe, it doesn't work, he can play that role too. That's why I think he sticks around no matter what, because I've heard some chatter of, you know, him maybe not making it through this. You see the depth chart come out and he's two. Uh, but I, I, we've seen every season that they like to keep around veteran wide receivers. I get Kumro is a veteran guy, but Crowder's a different guy to a different level, right? He's, he's had success in this league and he's been like a guy that you're supposed to try to stop. Like he's had that. Kumro hasn't done that, right? So, I agree with all you guys. Uh, great comments. Thanks for chiming in on all, all that stuff. Let's move over to what I think is um, another position that, you know, again, when you see it on paper, it kind of maybe is, it's, it's a little bit different. And I didn't even mention Tavon Austin and all this, right? Like if you look at him, he's fourth on the depth chart in wide receiver, and he really uh, is deep on the depth chart in the return position as well. So um, I think there's definitely some, going to be a potential that he doesn't stick around, but he's also that veteran guy kind of to what I just spoke of a little bit, you know, and I, and I think that there's a, a little bit to be said about it, but I kind of had the dual tight ends and the depth of wide receiver. Yep. Dual tight ends. You could do that. Kumro's done nothing as a receiver really in his career. I mean, he's made some splash play type of stuff and he's made some catches when necessary, but yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, that's, you know, pretty much what I'm, what I'm hitting on there. So uh, let, let's talk tight end. I mean, that Knox is, He's, he's ascending, right? I a hundred percent believe that he is going to grow again this year. I'm not seeing anything outside of it. Um, I've for you that have been listening uh, to me since I've come over here and uh, you guys that were listening prior to that. Um, I've, I've been saying this whole time that he's kind of more important to me than, you know, Edmonds. If I had to pick somebody to sign, because I've seen such great success in the modern game, when you have a tight end and a quarterback that are on the level that these two are on. Uh, I mean, you see all these times, like they're hanging out all the time. You know, when Elam got drafted and they took him to the Sabres game, who was there with J17? It was Knox, right? I mean, it's like, I don't think you can undervalue that. And I think it's super important, uh, you know, and can be super successful in this league, right? So he's high value to me. And I think he's going to have a great year again, though. When I started looking at this, I'm like, okay, so OJ Howard. Yeah, I mean, he he came out of college as he was supposed to be a great player. Uh, hasn't panned out in the NFL yet. You know, he's he's had some struggles. He's played with a great quarterback. Uh, you know, so there's there's some interesting thoughts for him, but it hasn't been seen in a while. So Knox going down to me, we saw last season. And I, I, I was saying this last season. Other people might have had some other opinions. But when Knox left the offense, 
we quit scoring 30 points a game. I mean, it was pretty obvious that, and I did not believe it. I, I, at the time, did not believe Knox was that important to the offense. He's super important to the offense. And we saw that because when he came back, the offense picked back up. Right. And, and I never thought that was the case until he came back. And when he left and he came back and it came right back, like he's the guy can OJ Howard do that. If you look at him on paper, he can, but we haven't seen it, you know, in, in, but you know, it's, it's one of those things, right? It's, it's all perception. He could just automatically have the greatest time ever here in Buffalo and he pans out and it all works out. You've seen it happen in other teams, but he hasn't done it lately and he's injury prone. So my, my depth is a little concerned with him. I like Tommy Sweeney uh, personally. Um, I, I like he's been battling, you know, he's had some things with COVID and other things like that, but he's been sticking around this team. And, and I don't think that's for, you know, just the fun of it. I think he's a super good player. I think he's high quality player. I think he fits this team in the mentality. So I like him around and the, the four spot, we got Morris and Weidermeyer. And these guys have been having good camps and uh, it's interesting that we have two of them, you know, we draft, you know, undrafted guy. And this is, this is good. I mean, I think when I'm looking at this, we need one of those guys to pan out, right? One of those two guys needs to pan out or Sweeney needs to pan out. Somebody needs to pan out because Knox could be gone. OJ Howard's not here on a long-term deal and we may not want him to be, to be fair. Right. Like we might see this this season and be like, no, nah, that's not that's not it. But I think he's brought in more to block personally. Um, he's got that build. I think he's pretty good at that. He's a nice size, extra offensive lineman out there, I think. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Jason, didn't Howard have a torn Achilles? Yeah, I mean, he he immediately got I think it was first season or second season out of college. Yeah, he, he tore that Achilles and he's never he's never came back the same. And it always seems to kind of trickle into some kind of lower leg injury, you know, throughout the season or hamstring, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you Just some of these guys, it just happens. Uh, I saw jokingly somebody said the other day when Mike Evans got hurt, like, oh, no big deal. This is just his normal hamstring injury that he has every year. Right. So I mean, there's, there's just some guys that are like that, but, uh, Daniel, he's got a point. I'm not, this is, if you're, if you're looking at quality of player, according to, you know, stats and what we've seen and with pedigree, this is the best depth that we've had as far as people that can catch the football, people that can block and people that can be elite because, uh, yeah, I mean, I love Lee Smith. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> we, we haven't had elite tight ends in a while. I mean, when Lee was catching touchdowns for us, it was, it was a dangerous proposition. Uh, yeah. So I, I agree with that, Daniel, that this is the best depth that we've had, but it's so concerning when you, when you rely on, you know, this offensive piece a lot, apparently, right. Like we've seen, but I do think that if OJ Howard is going to have a resurgence, this is the best opportunity he's ever going to have. Right. Like we, we have a great staff. We have one of the best, you know, like strength and conditioning units that are in the league right now. I mean, so like if you need to get healthy and you need to be in a good offense and you need an opportunity to grow and excel, this is, this is it. Right. I think there's a reason the guys like Von Miller are here now and they're, you know, there's chatting this place up, you know, they're all about it. We might as well chatter about the, OBJ a little bit, you know, that's been all over the place. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know that it's, it's going to happen. I think 
at some point he's going to sign somewhere, right? It's going to be late in the season. And realistically, if he's going to come to the bills, it's going to have to be something probably late in the season, because then we don't, we'd be able to offer him a low dollar amount that we might actually have. Right. I mean, I love the idea and stuff, but we need somebody like him to come and play like for like two and a half million dollars, you know, like it, it can't be a lot of money and somebody like him is going to want that kind of money probably for, you know, a quarter of a season or whatever, uh, you know, plus the playoff run. And he could very well be worth it. And who knows, you, you may have to go and get somebody like him at some point. I mean, you just never know, right? I'm hoping that stuff doesn't occur for us because we want our guys to stay healthy. This is the best roster this we've had in forever, right? Like, I don't think anybody could spin that this is back to 90s Bills quality of roster top to bottom, you know, just like all the way through this thing. That's actually what I'm most excited about on Saturday is the depth. I want to see the depth, right? Because that's what the preseason is kind of about is how are our depth players progressing? What's happening behind Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde? Because they're both a little banged up already, right? So the importance of Saturday is going to see exactly what we have at depth. I think all of us hope and believe that it's good. And it's going to be good and solid depth. Uh, I agree with that. I don't think that this roster has turned over and gotten worse any way possible. Um, so I do expect to see some great depth out there. And I'm, I'm hoping we come out of it healthy. And I'm hoping we get to see some guys step up and shine. I mean, if you want to talk about an opportunity for a wide receiver group on paper that doesn't look like much, they're going to get all the opportunity in the world with Case Keenum and Matt Barkley this week against guys that we hope they can beat right? Cause they're number twos and we're, we're going to be asking them to do more. So I love it. I'm super stoked. I'm pumped up for this thing. I mean, like can, we, we can't get there fast enough. I think everybody agrees. Just booked all my stuff for, I'll be there for the Monday nighter, um, you know, flying out from California for that one. So I'll be hanging out with everybody for that one. And um, we're going to be hanging out Saturday that weekend uh, with all the guys from, you know, the Buffalo Rummings crew. We're going to be over at resurgence brewery. Uh, doing a live show over there, Joe Miller and all those guys will be out there. So come and have some fun with us when we're doing that. Um, obviously, we're going to be up on Thursday nights. So uh, we're going to be uh, hanging out for kickoff a little bit together. Uh, we'll probably do about 10 minutes of the show each week. We'll kind of be right there with the kickoff or whatever game's playing. So we'll get to do that. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, to hang out with everybody pregame and uh, get to watch a few snaps. Uh, and obviously, we'll be moving forward every Thursday from here on out, 5 p.m., uh, you know, got getting ready for the upcoming weekend or whatever game it is. Um, also get ready to check out a slew of things coming your guys's way. Um, we're going to be doing a big uh, contest over at the network with a lot of great prizes, a little pick them challenge uh, to see if anybody can take anybody down over at the network. We're going to be doing a giveaway here at the show a contest personally to see if you guys can outdo me this season in some uh, doing some pick them challenges and stuff. I uh, got some cool stuff to give away. So we've got a lot of things coming your guys's way. Hope you're excited about this season. Hope you're pumped to come and hang out uh, and spend some time with us every week. And, uh, you know, Joe Miller, Jay Spence, you got Bruce, Nate, Fina. I mean, it's a stellar lineup over here. Make sure you guys are coming over and hanging out. Uh, you know, super stoked to be part of that lineup and team and getting ready to hang out with you guys all season. Like I mentioned at the top, this week's giveaway, we're giving away the Josh uh, Allen Mafia golf balls, two dozen of the Avant 55s will be sent to you. All you got to do is hit the link uh, below and uh, we'll get those shipped out to you. And, uh, you know, keep your eyes open for all the other giveaways and stuff coming your guys' way. Appreciate everybody. Make sure you guys are checking out Encore Golf. Uh, if you're buying golf balls anywhere else, don't do it. Go over there. 
buy the mafia balls. You'll make a donation to the Patricia Allen fund at the same time. That's a win-win all the way across the board for everybody. So make sure you're doing that. Also want to shout out uh, my friends over at play action pools. They're going to be the guys uh, putting on my contest for me this year. So really want to shout them out. It's a cool, cool platform over there. Uh, if you guys are looking for like a cool spot to do a work uh, pick them or any of that kind of stuff, you should check them out. Playactionpools.com. You set it up at the beginning of the season. They take care of everything in the background. You just go in and make the picks. So again, Joseph Curtis, congratulations. Enjoy the game this weekend. Uh, I hope that we win. Uh, it was reported today. You will not be seeing Josh Allen throw a football during the game. So I'm sorry about that. Um, but there was also reports that Matt Ryan might be uh, playing quite a bit. So, I mean, I, I think Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. I don't, I don't think there's anything bad about watch, watching guys that have played a long time in this league uh, go out and sling it around. But that should be a lot of fun. Uh, appreciate you guys, as always, for hanging out with me, coming out, spending a little bit of time uh, on your evening. You know, for those of you who didn't get to go to Metallica, uh, I'm sorry that I was all you had for your enjoyment this evening, but I hope it was worth it. Appreciate all the comments. And of course, go Bills. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out.